Hello and welcome. This is Pastor Terry, and I'd like to welcome you to my Bible study podcast. This daily podcast is a place where we take the teachings of Scripture seriously, but ourselves, not so much. Join us as we dive into the sacred words of the Bible. Each time we read, we pray, we change the world. Welcome to Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to today's podcast. It is Tuesday, April 26th, 2022, and uh, good morning, fam. We are uh, in the second week of Easter, so in that season of, of the year after Easter, church calendar, uh, and so we uh, that brings us to some readings in Daniel, in First John, and the Gospel of John. Daniel chapter 2, 1 John chapter 2, and John, the Gospel of John chapter 17 today. So yeah, we're, uh, we're enjoying it. Hope you guys are doing well. Um, I was just talking about how earlier about man, how nice it is to be in the morning at 6 37 o'clock and the sun's already up. I like that. Usually we do this morning walk, Christy and I, at about we started about six. We we wrap it up around 6 35. And usually most time of the year it's like dark from start to finish. But now by the time we're you know, 10, 15 minutes in, you start seeing a little sunlight creeping in. Makes it a little more pleasant. So, yeah. Hope you guys are doing well. Deborah, good morning. Joseph, good morning. Ann, Lee, welcome, everybody. So we're uh, we're going to start over in Daniel chapter 2. We love Daniel. Daniel's just, just uh, a man of faith, man, um, and inspiring. So it's, he's a great one to read and learn from. You know, not every character in the Bible is someone you want to emulate, right? So um, there's two, this is kind of an interesting uh, biblical interpretation point. Not everything in the Bible is prescriptive. Some things in the Bible are merely descriptive, right? So not everything in the Bible that we're told people do or the things that they do, we are uh, therefore being prescribed to do it, right? You take even the even our heroes of the faith, like David. Um, just because I mean, not everything David does is a prescription for us to do. Obviously, David had some huge failures. It's descriptive. It's describing. Uh, and so that's the importance of understanding the Bible is uh, you know that not every finding out what is descriptive, just describing what is and what is prescriptive. Uh, prescribing a way that things should be done. So, you know, just because the way things you can describe something it, the way it is doesn't mean you're endorsing um, that that should be the way it is. Right? That makes sense. So, uh, but the point here is that in in the case of Daniel, um, a lot of his life is is can be used as a a prescriptive. Right? He. He's a good example in a lot of ways of not only what he did do, but we should do it too, right? Um, it's not all, I mean, it is descriptive for sure, but it's also prescriptive. It's like, you know what? 
this 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 describes what Daniel did, but it's also a really good example of a, a good advice for what we should do. So that's why it's awesome reading Daniel. So, um, yeah, Daniel chapter two. Let's do it. Verses one through seventeen or one through sixteen. Daniel chapter two, verses one through sixteen. You know what we do? We read, we pray, we change the world. Good morning, Jerry. What's up, man? Diana. Good morning, Mark. Good morning, Rebecca. Anne. Welcome, everybody. So in the second year of his reign, Nebuchadnezzar had dreams. His had had dreams. His mind was troubled, and he could not sleep. Some of y'all, that's me. You like that's me last night. <laughs> You're like that's that's a hundred percent. That's a hundred percent me last night. <laughs> I mean, I couldn't sleep. I'm not. That's not me. I'm saying, but some of you may that it's been me before. It wasn't me last night. But some of you like, man, I had dreams, couldn't sleep, was troubled all night. Anybody? Anybody? Uh, so the king summoned the magicians, enchanters, sorcerers, uh, and astrologers. Babylon was loaded with people who, you know, all these mystics, uh, mystics and uh, enchanters and astrologers. So Nebuchadnezzar summoned them all to tell him what he had dreamed. When they came and stood before the king, he said to them, I've had a dream that troubles me, and I want to know what it means. This is not Martin Luther King's dream speech. I have a dream. No, this is I have had a dream <laughs> that troubles me. Uh, Martin Luther King's dream was inspiring. It was hopeful. It was optimistic. Nebuchadnezzar, he said, I had a dream that troubled me. <laughs> and I want to know what it means. Then the astrologers answered the king, may the king live forever. It's always a good way to start with the king, you know. May the king live forever. And I'm not here to kill you. <laughs> I'm for you. I'm here for you. Tell your servants the dream, and we will interpret it. So that never because I got a dream, and I want you to tell me what my dream was. And that's that's another level of 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 uh of the challenge, right? Not, it's one thing for someone to tell you their dream and then ask you to interpret it. It's one thing for it's a, quite another thing for someone to say, "Now, uh, I had a dream last night. Tell me what it was." Hmm. Well, can you just tell me what your dream was? Well, I can interpret it for you. No, I want you to tell me what the dream was. So the king replied to the astrologers, "This is what I have firmly decided. If you do not tell me what my dream was and interpret it, so you got to tell me not only." You got to tell me what it was. You just got to know what my dream was, and you got to interpret it without me ever telling you a thing. And if you don't, I will have you cut into pieces and your houses turned into piles of rubble. But if you tell me the dream and explain it, you will receive from me gifts and rewards and great honor. So tell me the dream and interpret it for me. Hmm. So he he said a he threw down a gauntlet for these uh, sorcerers, astrologers, and magicians in Babylon. He's like, I want you, I had a troubling dream last night. I want you to tell me what it was, and I want you to tell me what it means. And good upside is, if you can do it, you there's a, there's a good fortune in your future. Wealth, riches, fame, honor. Um, that's going to the person who can tell me the dream and interpret it. Uh, if you can't, uh, here's the other side of that. If you can't, uh, I'm going to cut you into pieces and burn your house down. Hmm. That's raising the stakes. <laughs> Once more, they replied, let the king tell his servants the dream, and we will interpret it. Verse 8, the king answered, I am certain 
that you are trying to gain time because you realize that this is what I have firmly decided. If you do not tell me the dream, there is only one penalty for you. You have conspired to tell me misleading and wicked things, hoping the situation will change. So then tell me the dream, and I will know that you can interpret it for me. It's interesting right here. He's like, how am I supposed to trust you with the interpretation when I can't even trust you to tell me what it was? If I'm supposed, if you want me to trust you with interpreting my dream, I need to first have the confidence that you know my dream. So if you can tell me your dream, that'll give me confidence that you can actually accurately interpret it. But, I, but I'm, but I'm kind of suspect that you don't know, know what you're doing. And so these sorcerers and magicians, they says, I've been, you know, I've been employing you guys. You guys been in the, been, been around the, the empire for a while. I'm going to put y'all to test, see if y'all really even know what the heck y'all talking about. Verse 10, the astrologers answered the king, there is no one on earth who can do what the king is asking. No king, however great and mighty, has ever asked such a thing of a magician or enchanter or astrologer. What are you asking for, from us? There's no one's ever, a king's never asked for us to tell them the dream. They've, they've, they've challenged us to interpret riddles and interpret dreams and circumstances, but to tell someone their dream, this is impossible. What the king asked is too difficult. No one can reveal it to the king except the gods, and they do not live among humans. So these magicians, they're not, uh, they're not worshiping the Lord, Yahweh. Uh, they're, they, you know, if they're worshiping at all, uh, their theological system basically is based on this idea of a pantheon of gods, polytheism, really polytheism more than pantheism. Pantheism is that God is in everything. Polytheism is that there are many gods. So this is a more polytheistic view. Um, and they do not live among the humans. Verse 12. This made the king so angry and furious that he ordered the execution of all the wise men in Babylon, which they're interesting there. That's, these are kind of the same, obviously, years later, but this is the same group of people from which the uh, wise men that visited the nativity would have come from. The same sort of, uh, the same sort of crew. Wise men, magi of Babylon. So the decree was issued to put the wise men to death. And men were sent to look for Daniel and his friends to put them to death. See, Daniel's a part of that group, you know? So Daniel, he's, he's, got, he's at risk of his own life. Verse 14. When Arioch, the commander of the king's guard, had gone out to put to death the wise men of Babylon, Daniel spoke to him with wisdom and tact. Hmm. Some, somebody today, the word for the Lord, whatever the Lord to you is, you need to have some wisdom and tact. Come on. Come on. Raise your hand. Raise your hand up to Jesus. Say, Lord, I need that. I need that wisdom intact today. I got to have a conversation with someone. I got to, you know, interact with the public. I got to interact with my boss, my coworkers, some of the people that bug me. And I need some wisdom and I need some tact. Hmm. You know, and you got to use them together too, right? I mean, one one without the other ain't gonna help you. Like you can have wisdom, but if you can't, you know, interact with people with some some poise, you, you know, they're not they won't hear your wisdom, right? So some wisdom, some tact, some some EQ, some emotional intelligence, emotional quotient, right? So you know, 
Intelligent IQ is like mental, like your mind, your ability to reason. EQ, your ability to enter to discern social situations. So you need to have some wisdom, you need to have some smarts, some common sense. But you also have to have some tact, some EQ, some awareness, social awareness, emotional awareness. How what's emotional awareness? It's it's how am how are am I affecting other people and how are they affecting me? Being aware of that dynamic. That inner, that inter, that unseen dynamic that goes on between people. Um, you ever see, you ever, you know, you ever talk to someone, it's like they have no awareness that people have already checked out. Like they're not listening. Some of you are like, Pastor Terry, sometimes that's you and not when you're preaching. <laughs> we check out, but you just keep on talking. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know, I know. But, you know, but sometimes you're in social dynamics, social situations, and you're, you know, you're talking to someone, and you're like, they have no clue that no one really cares anymore. They're still talking. They just, they're, they're oblivious. Um, that's low EQ. <laughs> High EQ is being aware when dynamics, relational dynamics are changing. Anyway, so Daniel spoke to the, to the, uh, the commander with wisdom, but with tact. He was aware of the social dynamics going on the interpersonal dynamics going on. Why did the king issue such a harsh decree? Look at that. Look at that. Now, Daniel's asking the question behind it, like, why? Okay, it's one thing, like, what do you, the what? He wants us to uh, interpret it, tell him his dream and interpret it, but why? Why is the king so, and we understand that the what is, you know, kill all the enchanters and kill all the magicians, but why? What's the, what's going on? Why did the king issue such a harsh decree? Arioch then explained the matter to Daniel. At this, Daniel went to the king and asked for time so that he might interpret the dream for him. Wow. That's bold, man. Daniel's like, I'm going to go for it. I'm going to go for it. I'm going to go ask for time with the king. Yeah. That's the boldness, man. That bold, the, the boldness to ask, you know, to trust God. Um, and to trust uh, what God's doing in your life. That's Daniel, right? He says, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to trust in God here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask for uh, time with the king. I'm going to use some wisdom, some tact, and I'm going to go for it. Maybe some of, this, some of you today, that's the word. You got to just go for it. You got to trust God. You just got to go. Trust that God's got you and make that move towards whatever it is uh, that God's calling you to. All right, John, 1 John chapter 2. Welcome, everybody. So glad to have you guys on on this Tuesday. Right here at the last week of April. Can you believe it? Last week of April. Crazy. Yeah, Pastor Vincent, he asked for the time, man. Sometimes you just got to ask for the time. I need some time. <laughs> yeah. You know, you call, call that person. I need some time. Can I have a few minutes with you? Yeah, ask for the time. All right. What time is it? Daniel asked. What time is it? <laughs> First John chapter 2. My dear children, I write this to you so that you will not sin. The Bible, John's writing so you won't sin. I'm trying to encourage you to sin. trying to encourage you not to. But if anybody does sin, because you're human, here's good news, y'all. We have an advocate with the Father. Jesus Christ, the righteous one. 
Yeah, you have an advocate. Hmm. You know that? You got an advocate with the Father. There's someone in the presence of the Father pleading your case. You have an advocate, someone who's advocating for you because he loves you, because you're his child. It's, it's the Lord Jesus. Sometimes you feel like you're all alone, feel like, man, no one's hearing me. No one's understanding what I'm going through. No one's listening to what I'm saying. Look, you got an advocate. Don't forget it. Don't forget it. You got an advocate with the Father pleading your case. His, his name is Jesus Christ, and he is the righteous one. He is the atoning. Oh, John just going to preach a little bit right now. He's the atoning sacrifice for our sins, and not only for ours, but also for the sins of the whole world. Man, aren't you glad? Aren't you glad that he is the atoning sacrifice? What is the atonement, right? Atonement is to make us at one with God. So it's the, the covering, the idea of uh, this. The, it's a relational term. Atonement is about relationship, right? It's about atoning for an offense. It's about bringing two parties that were that are separated by some offense, bringing them together in one mint, making what was uh, once united, bringing it back together, um, make it at one again, at atonement. And so Jesus is the atoning sacrifice for our sins. So these two parties would be us and God, and the offense that has called separate caused separation in that relationship is sin. That's what sin is, sin is separation. And Jesus comes in the middle of that separation between us and the Father and God and atones for that sin. He, he pays the penalty for our sin and brings that relationship back together. We're at one again because of him. Man. But not just for us. He does it for the whole world. Praise be to God. We know that we have come to know him if we keep his commands. So if we say we know Jesus and we don't do nothing that Jesus tells us to do, we lie. Right? Don't even play. Don't even play. If you say you know Jesus, but you ain't you don't care about a thing about it, what he says, then you you're kidding yourself. <laughs> you know you've seen people like that. Oh, I love Jesus. Well, why don't you listen to anything he says? Because and if you if you that's your life, if that's your life or the life of someone you know, they're lying. They're lying to themselves. Whoever says, I know him, but does not do what he commands is a liar. That's what the Bible says, y'all. I ain't making this stuff up. The Bible says right there. If you say you know him, a person who says, I know him, but, uh, but does not do what he commands, he's a liar. And the truth is not in that person. But, but if anyone obeys his word, love for God is truly made complete in them. This is how we know we are in him. Whoever claims to live in him must live as Jesus did. That's more people more like Jesus, y'all, right there. This is how we know we are in him. Whoever claims to live in him must be more like Jesus, must live as Jesus did. I don't mean you put sandals on in a robe. It means you emulate the character and behavior and heart and uh, and affections of Jesus. Whoever claims to live in him must live as Jesus did. Become more like Jesus. Love God more, love others more. Dear friends, I am not writing you a new commandment, but an old one, which you have 
since since you had since the beginning. I love this part. This is the old, new, old, new, old, new commandment, right? Verse 7. I am not I am not writing you a new commandment, but an old one, which you have had since the beginning. The old command is the message you have heard. Yet I am writing you a new commandment. Its truth is seen in him and in you because the darkness is passing and the true light is already shining. So he says, I'm giving you a new commandment. That's not really a new commandment. It's an old commandment, but it's a new commandment because everybody kind of forgot about it. So it's new. And Jesus lived it out. <laughs> the new commandment is what? Love. Love one another. Monday, Monday, Thursday, just a few weeks ago, we celebrated, right? New commandment Thursday. The new commandment was what? Love one another. The, 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 uh, the um, Apostle John is the, is the apostle of love. He's the disciple of love, right? He, he, that's a big deal with, the, uh, with this disciple and really teaches us to love. Verse 9, anyone who claims to be in the light but hates a brother or sister is still in the darkness, okay? There you go. So it's about loving others. So anyone, so first he was talking about like anyone who claims to love Jesus but doesn't do a thing Jesus tells them to do, they lie. And here he's saying, uh, and and also anyone who claims to be in the light, like be be full of truth, be woke. <laughs> anyone who claims to be woke but doesn't doesn't but hates a brother or sister is still in darkness. Anyone who claims to be awake, anyone who claims to be spiritually alive, but doesn't love his brother or sister, they're lying. Anyone who loves their brother and sister lives in the light, and there is nothing in them to make them stumble. But anyone who hates a brother or sister is in the darkness and walks around in the darkness. They do not know where they're going because the darkness has blinded them. Wow. Wow. Man, there's a lot of people blind today, man. Isn't it true? They walk around blind. They, they, there's, there's no knowledge of God, very little knowledge of God. Very little knowledge of the truth. Um, our world is full of subjective uh, uh, just subjective create your own mix mash pot of truth, small T, not big T <laughs> um, and uh yeah. And, and just walking around in darkness instead of being in the light. And, uh, and so we're called not to curse, just curse the darkness. That's not what we're called to do. We're called what? To be a light. Be a light. That's, why, that's what this is about. That's what this morning podcast, that's what this daily prayer is about. It's about getting the word of God in us. It's not about cursing the world and telling everybody how bad the world is. We, we, you don't have to look very far to see that. It's about getting the light of God in us so that we can change the world that we're in. We read, we pray, we change the world. How we change? When we're the light, when we have that light of Jesus in us, when we're becoming more like him and we live that out in daily uh, encounters and daily uh, presence and daily relationships and the words that we say and the things that we do, we're bringing light. You know what that happens? What happens when we do that? We change the world. We change the world. We don't curse the darkness. We just try to be the light more and more. Let's read what Jesus says in John chapter 17. Why don't we, as we wrap it up? Good morning, everybody. Love you guys. So glad you guys are on today. Uh, John chapter 17, just a few verses out of John 17, 12 through 19. Let's do it. Um, While I was with them, I protected them and kept them safe by the name you gave me. Gave me. So this is Jesus praying to the Father. 
None has been lost except the one doomed to destruction so that the scriptures would be filled, i.e. Judas. I am coming to you now, but I say these things while I am still in the world. I'm coming to who? God, the Father, he's going to die soon. This is right before his uh, crucifixion. So that they, let me start over. I am coming to you now, but I say these things while I'm still in the world, so that they may have the full measure of my joy within them. Mm. Aren't you glad to know that Jesus is praying? Remember, Jesus is your advocate right now. He's your advocate right now. And Jesus is praying that you today, right now, come on, somebody's going to need to receive this one, is praying that you would receive the full measure of his joy right now. That's what Jesus, part of what Jesus is praying for you is that you would receive the full measure of his joy. Man, we need to receive that. Verse 14, I have, how far we read? 19. I have given them your word and your, and the world has hated them for they are not of this world any more than I am of the world. Come on. Y'all know that. We, we've got to be reminded sometimes that we are not of this world. Why, why are people so harsh against truth? Why are people so harsh against Jesus? Why are people so harsh against the gospel? Because it, we're not of this world. That message is not of this world. It's not a worldly message. In fact, you know, not that you should just go around trying to offend people, but look, let me tell you something. If there's not a number of if there if there are an X number of people being offended by your message, you're probably not preaching the gospel. <laughs> you're really not. I mean, if if you look. If you want to take the example of Paul, like if you aren't getting run out of town occasionally, you're probably not doing it right. <laughs> if you aren't offending, I saw someone tell me once, like, look, if you can preach the gospel at, in the marketplace and you can preach the gospel in a synagogue and you can preach the gospel in a mosque and people aren't offended, you ain't preaching the gospel because there's a part of the gospel that's offensive. And Jesus says this, they are not of the world, neither more than, no, any more than Jesus is not of this world. Verse eight, uh, 15, my prayer is not that you take them out of the world, but, you, but that you protect them from the evil one. Man, Jesus is our advocate. He's praying that we be protected from the evil one. They are not of this world, even as I am not of it. Sanctify them by the truth. Your word is truth. What's sanctify? Sanctify set apart. To be set apart, to be set apart for holy purposes, to be set apart for divine purposes. So Jesus here is praying for us to sanctify us, to set us apart for divine purposes. And how, by what means are we sanctified? By the truth. And what is the truth? Your word. The Bible, man, the word of God is the truth. That's why, man, that's why we study it, right? That's why we read it. That's why we spend daily time in it, because it's the word of God that sanctifies us for holy use, not for our own use, not for our own agendas, not for our own purposes, not for our own little, you know, uh, you know, side endeavors, but for God's holy purposes. What's going to set us apart, sanctify us to do that? The Word of God. Man, don't y'all love the Word of God? Man, I love the Word of God. I have sent them into the world. That's what he's done. He's sending us into the world. For them I sanctify myself that they too may be truly sanctified. Yes, sir. Jesus wants us to be entirely sanctified, to be wholly committed, devoted to him for holy, sacred purposes um, so that we might uh, 
display his goodness and his glory to the world, that we might walk out his commandments uh, in our daily lives. Yes. Aren't you glad Jesus is our, and all the things about Jesus in here, he's our atoning sacrifice, he's our uh, advocate, he gives us his word, he sanctifies us by his truth, he's praying for us, he's sending us. Yeah, we don't go along, man. We go with him. We go with him and in his power. All right, you guys, thank you guys for being on. You know what we do? We read, we pray. It's time to pray. Let's do it. Lord, thank you so much for my friends. Thank you for your holy word that is living and powerful. Sanctify us, God, today by your truth. Lord, not by the world's lies, not by the small t truth that's out there, but we want to be sanctified by the truth, your truth, which is your word. God, may it not only be words that we hear, but may it be uh, a life that we live out, a relationship that we live out daily, that we might be like you. Lord, we, uh, we want our lives to be consistent, that what we hear we also live out, that we live like you did. Uh, God, help us to love you more. Help us to love others more. Help us to see the blindness in our own lives. Help us to see the darkness in our own lives. None of us are perfect. We all have areas to grow. So, Lord, help us to see those areas where we can grow and make improvements. And, God, may we go out today with wisdom intact. May we go out with wisdom intact. That we go out with the mind of Christ. We go out with our eyes wide open. But we have tact. We have um, discernment. That we spread uh, truth with grace. Um, and are good representatives of your holy name today. Lord, may you bless my friends, whatever special needs they have today. May you touch them, whether it's physical, emotional, spiritual, whatever they have need of today, Lord. May we just, would you just move mightily in their lives? In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, God bless you guys. Hope you guys have a great Tuesday. Take a minute to, 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 uh, to share this, to like it, subscribe if you're on the podcast, and um, really appreciate that. All right, you guys, have a fantastic day. Love you guys. We'll see you tomorrow. We'll be back at it again uh, in Daniel, 1 John, and uh, the Gospel of John again tomorrow. You guys have a great day. We'll see you next time. Thank you for joining us today on Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's show. If this episode has been an encouragement to you, please help us by spreading the word about the podcast. You can do that by giving us a thumbs up, subscribing, and sharing it with your friends. You can also find me, Pastor Terry, as well as Bayside Church in Safety Harbor, Florida, on all social media platforms. The church you will find at Bayside Church SH. Again, thank you for being with us today and for sharing this podcast with your friends. Until next time, remember, God's word is true. Everything else is merely commentary. God bless you. We'll see you next time.